Amen. You could use a little happy at your house. <laughs> Amen. I wore my Pentecostal preacher jacket today. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hey, uh, uh, you know what? If you're here today and you don't own a Bible, we'd love to give you one. Hold your hand up. Our ushers will bring it to you. Everybody needs a copy of the Word of God. Guys, you've got to get into the Word every single day. Every day. Every day. You've got you to find some Scripture. Now, you, don't speed read the Bible. You know, just, just slow down a minute. Just, find, just latch on a verse or two and begin, begin to weave it into the fabric of your very being. And, and, you know, uh, uh, Joshua said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but thou shalt meditate day and night. Meditate. Read it and repeat it and read it and repeat it and read it and repeat it and read it and repeat it. And then then let it start talking to you. You know, and stay on it until it's talking back. Stay on it until it's talking back. Right? Because, man, I'm telling you, uh, according to the Word of God, all the promises of God in Christ are yes and amen. If you're in Christ, guess which of these promises are mine? All of them. Okay? But you got to get it. It's like seed. The sower sowed the seed. The seed's the Word of God. The Word of God is seed. You put the seed into the dirt. You're the dirt, right? You put the seed into the fertile soil of your heart, and, 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 and it begins to produce. But a lot of times, you know, the enemy comes. It's his job. It's his job to come and take away the seed. That's what Jesus said. Jesus said, you know what? The sower is going to sow the seed, but the enemy is going to come, and he's going to try to take the seed. Why? Because if you can take the seed before it gets root, if you ain't got no root, you ain't going to have no fruit. See, people who are fruitless are rootless because they let go too fast. You know, and sometimes, sometimes you've got to latch on to that. Thing. And, and by the way, uh, I, love, I love the devices, but you need to get yourself one of these. You know, for some of you younger people, this is a book. Okay, it's got stuff in it, you know, ink and on the paper. And, uh, uh, and get, one, get one that you're not afraid to write in. Yeah? If you don't like writing in yours, steal your neighbor's. You know, get, get, one that, get one that you can highlight and color code and, 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 find, and find, find, find some, just a couple of verses, you know, that you're going you're gonna to weave into the fabric of your being. Man, there, there be times. How many of you know that uh, everybody's had some stuff in life, huh? Any, anybody had? Anybody here gone through hell? Those are the people who made it through. The rest of you guys, I know you're still there. Everybody's gone through hell. Shelby and I've been through hell a few times, and I know that you've been through hell. We saw you while we were in there. You were there. See, you know, just just don't camp out while you're down there, right? Just 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 keep moving. Just just don't stop. Just keep going. Just keep. But some sometimes, you know, in the middle of in the middle of a thing. You know, you, you, you got to find a, you got to, you got to find, you got to find a little chunk and, and, and you got to weave it, man. You got to, you got to get it in there. You got to, if you'll receive with meekness and grab the word of God, it has power. It has power to save your soul. It'll, it has the, the ability to change the way you think. Man, if God's word is not yet changing the way you think, you ain't been in it enough. Man, if you, if you, if you still think you're right, look at your neighbor and say, it's about time you get this one. Yeah. And, and. You know, uh, some, sometimes you just, you know, you, you just get, you just got to. My, my thoughts, my thoughts are not your thoughts. My thoughts are not your thoughts. My thoughts are, you know, you know what it says the verse before that? Let the wicked forsake his way. That must be talking about somebody else. That's not me. Check, check it out. Sometimes you got to spend a little time here. 
You, you know where that's from? Hanging on. Dude, hanging on. And, and, and meditating. You know, my thoughts aren't your thoughts. Thank God. Thank you, Jesus, that he, that he ain't thinking what I was just thinking. Thank you. I mean, that's a revival Pentecostal white hanky moment right there. That thank you, Jesus, that my thought can't be the only thought. Come on, you've been, you've been in stuff and you're thinking, oh, 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 baby. And that's not what you're thinking. I can't say what you're thinking. But you know what, you know what I'm talking about. And he says, my thoughts aren't your thoughts. Oh, thank God. God, your thoughts aren't my thoughts. Help me. Help me, Lord. Start showing me your thoughts. You know, there's a word behind me that's going to talk to me. It's going to say, this is the way walk you in it when you turn to the left or the right. Because my thoughts, man, my thoughts, I'm not wanting to turn. I'm wanting to kill. You know, I'm not, I'm not wanting to go someplace else. I'm wanting to prove I'm right, right where. No, God says my thoughts. And you know what? You got to get that word and you got you to you learn how to use that word. You, you, you know, one of the things that just irritates me, I'm already preaching. We haven't even done our confession yet. Isn't that cool? Okay. And, and one, of the, one of the things that just, it just drives me crazy is that a defeated devil wreaks havoc in the lives of believers. And these things, my brother, are not not to be so. Man, how in the world? How in the world can a defeated devil wreak havoc in your life? You haven't been spending enough time here. Hello, somebody. You've been speed reading. You, you, you know, you, you, know uh, you, you forgot what you know. I said you've forgotten what you know. See, you know that all things work together for good for those who love God and who are called according to his purpose. You love God, and you've already said, okay, God, let your will be done in my life. Not my will, but thy will be done. I mean, all of us would say, yeah, okay, I'm in agreement with that. I'm, I'm, I'm digging that. And, and if you're not here, to, well, if you're not here today, this is weird that I can see you. Okay. But, but I mean, if, if you're not there yet, okay, if you're in the room and you're saying, well, I don't know, well, we'll get you there by the end of the service. Okay. But, but most of us would say, yeah, man, that, that's my heart. Well, well, sometimes you got, you got to, you, you got to hang out long enough for him to, 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 to reshape your heart. Right. And be, so that you actually begin to line up with that so that you get it so that you don't miss it so that you can hang on so that you make it through the fire. You, you know, he said, hey, man, you know, when the rains come, when the floods come, don't worry about it. They're not going to, you know, they're not going to overtake you. When the fire comes, you're not going to be burned. It doesn't say that the fire ain't coming. It doesn't say that the rains aren't going to fall. It just says, check this out. I, I'll take you all the way to the end if you'll connect to my purpose, right? But you got to connect to my purpose. You might have to, you know, sometimes it feels like you're giving up on your purpose. But by the time you get to his purpose, you find out that his purpose was to fulfill your purpose. He ain't trying to rip you off. He's, he's, actually, he's actually empowering you to, to accomplish some crazy good things. Check it out, Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 3. Uh, and, and we know this stuff. But it's like we need a refresher. We, we, you know, unto him who is able. How many know God is able? Come on, how many know God is able? And, you know, and, and by the way, by the end of the day today, you're going to kick the devil right in the crotch, I'm telling you. Okay? We're, we're going to give him a power shot right in the throat. Okay? Why? Because we know some stuff. We know God's able. We ain't using that as some cop-out. Well, he's able, and I guess if he wants to, that's what he'll do. No, we've got a role. We've got a part to play. 
and, 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 and I'm going to show it to you. He said that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above and beyond anything you could ask or think. God is, has the ability to do so much more than you could even think of. He, if you can pray it, trust me, it doesn't surpass his ability. If you, if you came up with it, right? God is able to do exceeding abundantly above and beyond anything that you could ask or think. Beyond your wildest, imagine that God can blow your puny little mind. Bless your heart. But it's according to the power that's working in us. See, I uh, mentioned this last week, but it bears repeating. It's, it's, not, it's not a coincidence. There's no word in the Hebrew dictionary. By the way, there is no word coincidence. It doesn't exist, okay? So God knows what he's doing, right? He's causing everything to work together for good. He's not shocked by your situation or by your circumstance or by, by, by the chaos in your world. He, he doesn't look at that and go, oh, myself. Okay? And it's not a coincidence that you can't even spell the word future with only one you. So the future that God has planned for you, can I just tell you this? That it's going to require at least two yous. It, it ain't, this ain't no solo act. 57 times in your Bible it says one another. You know, in the New Testament, love one another, pray for one another, encourage one another. You can't even do God life without another. Proverbs 18.1 says, He who willfully isolates himself from God or man and seeks his own desire is void of sound judgment. In other words, he's an idiot. I'll just help you get that. Okay. Here's the deal. Is that, is that what we have a tendency to do is we look at the past and look where we've been let down. And so in our present, we disengage. Which means we sabotage the future that God's calling us into. And, and we're destroying our own future based on a memory from the past. But you have to have the ability to, to be healed so that you can be whole, so that you can move into the future that God has for you, which is going to require others to be engaged and involved. See, it's according to the power that works in us. Man, together, together, you know, it's not just some cute statement. Together, we're better. No, together, we're effective. Solo, we suck. Seriously, man, I come in here during the week, practice my message, stand on the platform and preach to empty chairs. It's horrible. But you get, you know, we get us together and there's, some, there's a power that begins to operate. You, you know, you, you begin to do life with somebody and all of a sudden life gets good. It gets challenging. Why? Because they're there. Huh? Come on, life is better when you're not alone. And it's also harder. But that's the process. And God's got a future for you, but it's not for you to be alone. Hello, somebody. There's power in us. Look at this in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 9. God, speaking of God, God who hath saved us. Look at somebody say, he saved us. And called us. Look the other way. Say, he called us. See, we, he saved us. He called us. I, I want you, I want you to, to wrap your heart and mind around this rea uh, the reality of us. Okay? There, there's something about us, man. There's something about us. Rejoice and be glad, oh, people. Right? There's something about us that, that God is attracted to and he's operating through. And he saved us. 
That word is sozo. It doesn't mean that, 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 that you know, you got a little check someplace and, and you're just, you know, you're going to make it to heaven. It, don't, don't just settle for, for that. It, it, it's, it's not just uh, salvation in the sense of uh, being, you know, well, I, I'm, I got a t-shirt and a bumper sticker. It's bigger than that. Uh, you know, you, you, you want to have that, but you can't stop there. Because sozo is, is, is man, you, you, it's nothing missing, nothing's broken. You, there's peace in your life. There's provision in your life. There's health in your life. Come on. You know, uh, health begins to flow because of sozo. So, you, so, so I'm healthy. Provision begins to flow because of sozo. And I'm wealthy. And, and, and wholeness is in operation because of sozo. So I'm, what, what once had me out of position, you know, because of the brokenness of my life, and I was no longer in the position to win and succeed, but now because of salvation, because of sozo, I am blessed. So I, I'm, I'm healthy, I'm wealthy, and I'm blessed. Come on, this is, this is reality that all of us need to, to, to grab onto and start acting like, we, like we're believers. Man, I am happy, I'm healthy, I'm wealthy, I'm blessed. You want to talk about, man, just annihilating hell. Yeah, but have you seen the problem you're in? I'm healthy, I'm wealthy, and I'm blessed. See, because he saved me and he called me he called, with a holy calling. Not, not, not just to do a work, but to fulfill a purpose. You know, not, not just, you, you know... He, he called us. And a lot of times, you know, man, you got to get this thing about the calling because people act like their calling is a place. No, your calling is not a place. It's a person. He called you with a holy calling, not to something. See, he, it's uh, the, the, word, the word calling there, kaleo, it is to give entitlement. It's the title. See, when God looks at you, when God looks at you, he ain't calling you. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you had a rough childhood. Maybe you had some bad experiences. Maybe you've had some rotten friends. Well, I have 783 friends. I can prove it. It's on Facebook. They are not your friends. Just, just, just put it in there right now that today at 1 o'clock you're moving. Help me. And see who shows up. They're not coming. They're not your friends. I don't know what your daddy called you, but I know what your father called you. See, and, and, and the name you give it to, you got to understand that the, the, the way God operates, man, is why, why did God change so many people's names? Because the, the, because the name you give a thing determines the authority that that thing possesses. See, it, 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 that's, that's why, and, and I do not want to go down this road, <laughs> but uh, uh, I might just a little bit, but I'm not, I don't want to, but, but the deal is, the deal is, is see, that's why I cannot be stolen from, because, well, you know, the thief came to kill, and steal, and destroy, and, and the devil's a thief. Read John 10 all the way through. He ain't talking about the devil. See, because the title, the title you give a thing determines the power, the authority that that thing has in your life. The devil can't steal from me. Why? Because he's not a thief. He's a liar. But I got an antidote for that one because God sent the Holy Spirit who's going to lead me and guide me into all the truth. Well, he's an accuser. I got an antidote for that. Jesus is my adversary. Right? So you can accuse me, but guess what? I got great defense. Okay. So the title you give a thing well, think about it. What's the title? What, what's the name? What's the name? Uh, you know, in Isaiah 43, when he said, fear not. 
For I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. You know why a lot of people are really confused? Because uh, uh, God calls them by their name, but they don't know who they are. So they're assuming he's talking to somebody else. Because he'll say, hey, healed of the Lord. And you'll say, can't be me because I don't feel good. You see, we, we live by what we hear, not by what we feel. See, he, he, hey, prosperous one. And you go, prosperous one? I'm broke. But he's, he calls you, see, he calls you healthy. He calls you wealthy. He calls you blessed. He, he, that, he called you. Man, he called you. And, and, and it ain't to do something, it's to be someone. So you got, you got to get this, that the calling on your life, isn't necessarily to do. Listen, when you be who you're supposed to be, you will do what you were created to do. Why? Because that's who you be. You cannot consistently perform a task that's inconsistent with your character. And when your character lines up with your true identity and you actually are who God says you are, you automatically do what God's created you to do. See, we are his workmanship, recreated in Christ Jesus. And if we ever get there, we'll do the good works. Which he, pre, which he predestined for us to do. And we'll take the path which he prepared ahead of time to live the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us to live. That, that'll just come. But we got to be. See, we let stuff determine who we are. And we got we to we stop that. Come on, somebody. And say, so we got to knock it off. We got we to come to, a, to a, get a revelation of who we are are. And who I am is going to determine what I'm going to do. And once I know who I am and I hear from God, okay, this is what to do, then, then where I am doesn't impact who I am. Neither does it impact what I do. Because who I am determines what I do, not where I am. But see, right now, in a lot of lives, where we are determines how we act and what we do. Now, and I'm not just talking about, you know, who you are. Who are you at work? You know, some of you guys, we wouldn't even recognize you if we ran into you at the, at the work Christmas party. Well, because you're radically different there than you are here. Why? Because we're confused. We don't know who we are. We're afraid to be who God's called us to be. We're afraid to be who, who, who he's talking to because if, I, if, I, if I'm that out there, then it's going to change my position there. No, no, you, you, you're, you're getting lied to. You're getting ripped off. Because the anointing that God has for your life, the power, the power that operates in us, it, it, you got three identities, okay? You, you got, a, you got a, a, three images in your life. You, you have a projected image, a perceived image, and a true image. And, and the perceived image, that's who you think everybody thinks you are. Your projected image, that's who you, you want everybody to see and to think you are. And then you have the true image, which is really who you are. And the enemy has been lying to you about your true image so long that you try to hide your true image so that you can project an image that will be accepted. The problem is, is that when you're projecting that image, you, you, lose your, you, you lose your position. You lose your appointment. You become disappointed. See, the, the prefix dis means to push or press out of. Your appointment, that's where all your power's at. That's where the anointing's at. 
It's like, it's like the, the, you know, the president is, it's an appointed office. His authority is in his appointment. And, and if he ever steps out of that appointment, he steps away from that authority. So if the enemy can get you to step out of your appointment, he can get you to move away from your authority, move away from your power. See, God's able to do anything according to the power that operates in you, but it's got to be the true you. It can't be a projected you. It can't be a perceived you. It's got to be the true you, right? And, and you, you got to be walking. You got to know who you are. See, the enemy has y'all freaked out. What should I do? What should I do? What should I do? It doesn't make any difference. You got to be who God's called you to be. Where should I go? Listen to me, guys. You go, which college does God want me to go to? Let me tell you what's way more important than that. It's who you are when you get there. Because if you ain't who you're supposed to be when you get there, it don't make any difference where you go to screw up. Acts chapter 16. You doing okay? Acts chapter 16. Check this out. It came to pass as we went to prayer. Everybody say we. I just love the fact that if you start reading this, guess what you're going to find out? That everything, man, we, we is important. You need a we. I said, you need a we. It came to pass as we went to prayer, there was a certain crazy chick, and she was nuttier than a fruit loop. Not the same translation as you have. A whack job woman who had some real issues, and she followed us every day, screaming at the top of her lungs, these men are the servants of the Most High God, which showed the way to salvation. Sounds like a great message, but she's beginning to become a little bit of an irritation because she's more of a distraction than she is a help. We've asked her several times to be quiet, but she will not do it because she has the right freedom of speech. And she did this for so many days in verse 18 that Paul, being very grieved, turned and said, how about I rip your lips off? And he said, in the name of Jesus, he, he, he quit talking to her because she wouldn't listen, so he talked to the demon that was in her. And he said, in the name of Jesus, come out. I love what it says because we're talking about a crazy chick, okay? It's a gal who's lost it. She's opened the door. She's got the demon inside of her. And it says, and he came out the same hour. So it's obvious he's not talking to her. He's talking to the spirit. Sometimes you might wonder, how in the world could he talk to me like that? Maybe I'm talking to the demon you got. Just saying. Don't be offended. I'm addressing your demon. <laughs> now, there was, a major, <laughs> there was a major problem because this chick was making money for somebody. And when the demon was gone, the hope of their gain was gone with it. And so they caught Paul and Silas and drew them into the marketplace before the rulers, and they brought them to the magistrate, saying, These men, uh, they are troubling our city. They didn't care about the city. He said, They did not care about the city. Come on, don't buy into that. They're teaching stuff that we don't like. And in verse 22, the multitude rose up together against them. You know, if you begin to walk with someone, notice that Paul and Silas, Paul and Silas, we're talking about Paul and Silas, and when you begin to walk with someone, 
another group will come up against you. Hello? When, when, when it's brought to light all that you should do, all that, who you should be, it's, uh, 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 it's, it's brought to light, okay? Um, enlightenment is where, is where we get inspiration, right? It, you become inspired because you can see what you can see before. So, so, so the light comes on, right? The, the light comes on, and, uh, and, and that's, that's what Jesus saved us and called us, uh, not according to our work, but according to his purpose. Uh, and, and that purpose in the next verse, had I stayed there long enough to read it, that, that next verse would have told you that what he was doing was abolishing death and bringing life to light. Okay, he was bringing life, Zoe, to light. He was abolishing death, which simply means he fired it. You're fired. Life, God life, is going to come to light. Enlightenment, you're going to become inspired. It's to, be, it's to light a fire. It's to get lit up. You get lit up. When you get lit up, let me tell you something. Darkness notices. And affliction comes. Okay, your greatest satanic opposition will always come with your freshest revelation. You get a revelation from God, this, this is the way, walk in, okay, I got a word from God. And immediately, you're going to be challenged. Why? Because that's how it works. Hello? Well, I thought if I heard from God, life would get easy. Who told you that? It's, like, it's, it's kind of like, you know, when God, when God showed up in the garden and these guys are hiding and he says, what in the world's going on? And they said, well, we were naked. And, 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 and what's the question? What's the first question he asked him? Who told you that? You've been listening to a different voice. See, and you'll get inspired. And and the call will begin to stir in you. And you'll begin to to press into who God's called you to be. I am healed. And you begin to walk around the house if you can get yourself out of bed. And you begin to walk around. I am healed. And sickness begins to to, to tug at you, though. You know, you'll you'll feel a pain that you ain't never felt before. And you go, whoa. And you're going to be checked on it. You're going to be challenged on it. I, I'm blessed to be a blessing. You get ready to give, you go, wait a minute. Because opposition always comes. And here come these guys, you know, they, and there's a crowd, there's a crowd, right? A multitude rises up against them before. Hey, they had a couple, of, they had one crazy chick. Okay, they had one crazy chick and they demonstrate authority over her and, 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 and they're, 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 you know, they're moving forward and now a multitude gathers against them. And when they had laid many stripes on them, look at this. When they had laid many stripes on them and, and they cast them into prison and, and they told the jailer, man, put them down in the inner chamber and, 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 and chain them to the wall. They, they've been beaten, stripped, thrown into a dungeon and chained to the stinking wall. And at midnight, <laughs> let me tell you something. A lot of us think we can relate. We, we think we've had a midnight moment. When were you beaten in public, stripped of your clothes, thrown into a prison, chained to a wall? You ain't made it to 1030 yet.
it's mid, this is a midnight moment. And at midnight, I mean, check this out. Check this out. Here's Paul and Silas. See, you need an and. And you want to be careful who your and is. Because some of the folks in your, in your world, well, Pastor Tom, aren't we supposed to love everybody? just want to smack the people. If the guy that you loving on is going to talk you out of being who God's created you to be, he's loving you to death. And death was fired. You, you know what? It wouldn't take much in this situation you know, because guess what they're getting ready to do? Guess what these guys are getting ready to do? And at, mid, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed. Guess what they're doing? The very thing that they set out to do. In verse 16, didn't it say, it, it came to pass as we went to prayer. Let me tell you something. Where we are ain't going to change what we do. Dude, this is what we do. This, this is what we were headed to do. Right? We abolish death and bring Zoe to light. Where we are doesn't dictate what I do. Why? Because of who I am. And see, a lot of us need to get this revelation because where you are determines how you're going to live. How come you so down? Well, I've really been going through a hard time. 8 a stinking a.m. Okay? You got 8 a.m. You going to make it to midnight? Don't be so hard on me. I'm talking to your demon. Bless your heart. Sissified saints irritate me. And then they want to get close to you. You know, because you're going to hurt their feelings if you ain't walking with them. Keep up. You, you want to walk with us? Walk with us. But do not be the anchor. Do not be the guy that's, you know, man, it's a good thing he knew how to pick a traveling companion because at midnight he could have said, okay, let's pray. And the other guy said, wait, 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 wait a minute. Have you seen where we are? I know what you're going to do next. You're going to want to sing songs. And I ain't singing, I am not singing the song selection that you have picked out. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You picked a fine time to leave me loose. That's my song. These guys, these guys are in prison at midnight after being beaten, after being humiliated, and, and, and they're in prison, chained to a wall, and they're going to sing praises. And I watch from up here people who are in church who can't pull it off. Yeah, you still out there. Well, I've really had a hard time. I want to beat you with a stick. My heart is sad. See, no, you don't know who you are. Yeah, but you don't know the troubles I've seen. Nobody knows. But Jesus. That song's already been written. You don't know who you are. Come on, if we're, if we're going to be who God, if, well, let me put it this way. If we would be who God's called us to be, we could accomplish the purpose that he has for 
us. See, you need an and who's in your section. That when you're standing there while they're praising, he walks up and, yo, what are you doing? What, what, what are you doing? What time? It's 11.03 a.m. You can praise him. You know, I, I could kind of get it if it was actually 11.03 p.m. and you were kind of wavering. But guys, these guys began to sing and, and to praise God. And, 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 you know, the scholars, man, that, that have the, they're like, dude, this was their custom. They, they, this was their character. That what, you know, it's just, this is just going to come out of them. What's coming out of us? We, we got to make sure that what's coming out, don't, don't be defining what, you know, the, your, your problem and your situation. Don't be talking about your mountain. Talk to it. And, and give that second. I'm talking about just humiliating hell. Man, when you should be going under, but you're saying, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Hey, the doctor says you're going to die. Yeah, but God says I will not die, but live just to tell the goodness of my king. Yeah, it doesn't look like this relationship's going to make it. Oh, great peace have those that love thy law, and nothing can take them off the end that he declared at the beginning. Hey, I don't think you got enough to make this. Yeah, but my God shall supply all of my need. He is Jehovah Jireh. The Lord shall provide for me. Hey, how, who are you? Are you some guy? Are you a believer? Come on, somebody. It says the whole prison heard him. Man, somebody else, somebody else is hearing you. Somebody else is hearing you. You know, you're carrying Christ. What an, you know, this season, this, se- this holiday season, it's too stinking easy. People who don't want to celebrate Jesus have to. Hallelujah. And we're carrying Christ into this environment. Don't you sell out now. Remember, remember Jacob and Esau? You know, Jake the snake, he was always messing with his brothers, trying to get his brother's birthright. His brother, uh, you know, his brother uh, he, he, who, who, was, who was ruddy, he was, he was red, he, he was darker complected, and so, so he was red. And his brother came in after hunting and, and not getting Jack, and he's tired, and he's wore out, and, and, and he's suffering. And he says, hey, give me some of that red stuff. That's literal. That's the literal language. Give me some of that red stuff. And, and, and Jake the snake sees an opportunity to get old red, you know, because here's the deal. He's been trying to get that birthright forever. This is not the first conversation. And Jake says, hey, I'll tell you what, I'll give you the stew, but you give me the birthright. And, and, and the brother, man, he's beat up and he's tore up and he's wore out and he's like, whatever, I'm going to die. What good is it anyways? And he sells out for a bowl of beans. Right, but but here's the deal. Here's it. Neither brother, neither brother is, is operating in, in a Christ-like fashion. Let's just get that straight. But but here's the deal: is that Red? He's not just selling, you know, the lion's share of his father's, you know, possessions. 
there's a promise that the Messiah, Christ, is going to come through the, through the bloodline. And he's given up his ability to carry Christ into the future. He's sold his ability to carry Christ to, to, to fix some, you know, to get some immediate uh, satisfaction. So you have a need met. Right? I need this need met right now. I'm dying here. And he gave up the right to carry Christ. Don't you dare sell out. Because it's 11.15 on a Sunday morning and your little feeling got hurt. And so you're going you're gonna to change your tune. And instead of praying and giving praises to God, you're going to align with the devil and say, You're right. We don't have enough to make it. You're right. They don't deserve forgiveness. You're right. I'm going to go ahead and die. No, don't you sell out. You step up. Why? Because all the prisoners hurt them. And suddenly... And suddenly, man, the earth began to shake, and the doors began to pop open, and the chains began to fall off, and liberty and freedom began to... Come on, somebody. Something began to happen, not because of where they were, but because of who they were. And if you just be who God called you to be, it don't make any difference where the enemy tries to get you. Freedom's coming. Healing's coming. Deliverance is coming. Provision is coming. Future's coming. You've been impregnated with you. If you can get lost people in, into the chair that's next to you, I'm telling you, God will meet them in this place. But a lot of us have trouble getting people to come to church with us because of how we acted all week long. Again, I'm just addressing your demon. Chains are off. The jailer's about ready to kill himself. You know the story. And they, and they cry out to him and say, hey, do thyself no harm. Do thyself no harm. You know, that's quite a statement to somebody who's participated in your beating and your public humiliation and who has chained you to the wall. Who has walked in, spat on you, mocked you. It's kind of hard to say do thyself no harm because what you want to say is why don't you go ahead and kill yourself, hurry up. Need any help? (laughs) Do thyself no harm. For we are still here. I'm not, dude, they have freedom and they're not trying to get out of their situation. Quit trying to get out of the situation. Hang around long enough for God to do all that he can do. Well, I think he's about done. Yeah, but he's able to do exceeding abundantly above and beyond anything that you could think. So you can't go off what you think. You, 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 you just need to chill for just a minute. You just need to chill. You, man, you prayed, and, and you sang, and, and the doors popped open, and, and they begin to share the word with the jailer. The jailer takes him to, to his house. Man, he bathes him, he washes him, and they share with the whole family. And he said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you shall be saved, and your whole house too. Man, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Some of you guys, that the freedom for your house depends on your ability to be who God's called you to be even though you're not where you wish you were. You might not be where you wish you were, but you better be who he says you are so that you can get what he says you can have. Because you need more than just what you've got. I like that verse in the the message. It says, put your entire trust in the master Jesus. And you'll live the life you were meant to. And your whole house too. 
Put your entire trust in the master Jesus. You know, if you take your entire paycheck and put it into the savings account, you don't have anything left to put any place else. So when something else comes and they say, can I have some? You say, I can't because I put the entire thing over there. Well, I don't trust people. Yeah, because we put our entire trust in the master Jesus. I'm not sure that this situation, yeah, but I'm not trusting in this. In the, I'm not trusting in the economy. I'm not trusting in the government. I'm not trusting in my employment. I'm not trusting in health care. I'm not trusting. Why? Because my entire trust is in the master Jesus. And I'll live the life I was meant to. My whole house too. Some of us, guess what time it is? It's time to put our trust in him time to put our trust in him. I I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. Set your stuff down. We're all going to pray a prayer together before we leave. And if you're here today, maybe you have never surrendered your life, truly surrendered to Jesus. Then this prayer we're going to pray Make it yours. We're not going to call you out. Won't embarrass you. Won't have you stand. But but if you've if you've never done if you've never done that, make this prayer that we all pray together. Make it yours. Make it personal. And if you're here today, and, and, and you know what, you put part trust, but you've never really put your entire trust. Well, today is your day, man. Make this prayer your prayer. Today, I surrender my life to you, God. I'm I'm ready for some midnight madness. I want to have the ability to, regardless of where I am or what time it is, I want to have the ability to trust you and and to praise you and to let you do bigger and better things than I could ever come up with on my own. I'm making this prayer my prayer. I'm going to get real with you so you can be real with me. And and, and if that's you today, wherever you are, while nobody's looking, and you're going to make this prayer your prayer, I just want you to hold your hand up real high and say, Pastor Thomas, me, thank you, 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 thank you. You can put them down. Anybody else say, yeah, today's my day. Today's my day. It's time for me. I need to be real with God. I'm, I, and you're sitting there thinking to yourself, gee, I wonder if I should do this. Yes! Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's awesome. It's awesome. I'm telling you that God, in, in, in a suddenly, just in a, just in a second, just in a moment, man, the earth can shake. The prison doors can open. The chains can come off. You just be who he's called you to be, right? He's called you saved. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation that we should show forth the praises of him who's called us. And we're going to give him some praise. I want you to pray this with me. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love. I need your acceptance. I need your forgiveness. Come into my life change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me vision. Give me strength. I choose to live for you every day of my life. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.
Now we've been called, we've been called out of darkness into light to show forth the praises of him. What, what am I called to do? It doesn't make any difference where you are. Here's your call. That you would bring God life to light. That you'd, that you'd get lit up with life. More life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more health than sickness. That you would be a demonstrator. This is what God life looks like in this situation. That's all the Bible is, is a bunch of stories that show what it looks like to go through certain situations with God. If you're in a flood, here's what it looks like. If you're in a lion's den, here's what it looks like. If you're in a fiery furnace, here's what it looks like. If you're under attack, here's what it looks like. If you're facing a giant, here's what it looks like. If you're thrown into prison, here's what it looks like. Now, now where you are right now today, no matter where you are, now we know what it looks like. They were praying and they were praising. One more time. One more time. Give God a victory praise today. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. This is your breakthrough. This is your, this is your healing. This is your household salvation. Come on. Come give on. it up to him. Praise Let's him today. Go. Come on. Don't Come get on, quiet. Come on.